You gotta vocalize what you're seeing. Oh. <gasps> oh. Oh. Wow. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. Tonight, we only have a tripod here with uh, myself, Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Verbruge. When you said that just now, I was like, am I doing the podcast by myself? Hello, <laughs> as well. <laughs> and Mr. Adam Ryan. What a great lead in. Hello, I'm here also. You know what? I don't know why I always lead with Mr. Adam Ryan. I never give anybody else like... I'm okay to be a mister. It makes me sound more important than I actually am, so I'm cool with it. Lord Kieran from Bruges, Mr. Adam Ryan. You can't. It's because every time before we start the podcast, Adam is like, I really want you to hammer home my gender, please. (laughs) I want it it to be as non-ambiguous as possible. I I refuse to start the podcast until my demands are met. Is it because you... No, that's not... Actually, no. Ignore that, because that won't even make sense. So let's just... Let's see. Um, how are we all? Yeah, right. Cold. Mm. Cold. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what's the uh, what's the ten pin in tally? Let me let me just have a, a quick squeeze. We are currently sitting at ten degrees of the Celsius, and that's cold. You reckon? It in my Your house. Your lips are a bit frosty. No, my house in the summer tends to hold heat, so it's like hot all the time. But then in winter, it just is freezing i've got really high ceilings so it's always cold in winter so it feels colder inside than outside it's awful that's why you got the uh jump on yes karen how's it uh how's how's the the cold treating you in uh melbourne oh it's all right i uh was blasting the heater just before so apartment's nice and toasty you a uh a winter boy or a summer boy winter yeah yeah i like to be able to rug up and beat the cold rather than get progressively more naked to try to beat the heat. I mean, I don't mind that, but like there's only so far you can go, you know? <laughs> Adam, what do you reckon? What's yeah, your, uh... I, I prefer winter. I like it when it rains and you can, you have a, a reason to stay inside and not go to social events. Um, and I also like soups and stews and things like mm. that. So winter Coffee. brings all of mm. the, yeah. all of the Do look things. like a soup boy. Yeah, I love a good soup. <laughs> Actually, you a look mate of hella mine, soupy. A, a mate of mine, we we had a a friend's birthday party this weekend at, that we hosted, and I heard from another room someone say, "Oh, I'm thinking about doing a soup night," and I dead sprinted out of the room to go and get in on this conversation because I wanted to be a part of soup night so bad. What's your um? What's your go to? Um, potato and leek is a good time for me. Oh. I, I like a bit of, I like a bit of the chunky soup. Don't you fucking be disappointed in me. What are you like, blue heaven soup? You, um, <laughs> oh. Don't, don't give him any ideas. <laughs> All right, I'm, what's I'm, your I'm, go-to then? I'm just, you know, tomato soup kind of guy or chicken noodle. Yeah, a bit nice, vegetable. Nice and fucking vanilla. Branch out, mate. I like the missionary of soups. <laughs> Kieran, save the day. What's your, what's your go-to soup, mate? No, I uh, I don't like soup. Sorry. Really? Not at all. Uh, the closest I'll get to soup is Fruit Loops. 
Well, I mean, that's morning soup, isn't it? All right. Hot milk and fruit loops. Morning soup. <laughs> hot milk, no. You can't have hot milk and fruit loops. That's fine. people have you don't know hot that. milk with um, wheat picks in that, yeah? That's Do a they? different ball game, mate. That's You're playing a different sport. Well, no, I'm, well, I'm just saying that some people might get off on the old hot milk and fruit loops set up. It makes me feel uncomfortable listening <laughs> to that. Oh, oh, speaking, like of, speaking of that, soup uh, loops. over the weekend, I was doing the uh, we were doing loop the, soup. Um, the shop, the weekend shop, and uh, Cocoa Pops Golden Gay Time flavor were like half price, like two two fifty a. Sorry, I'll stop pops. you there. I'll stop you there, Chief. What is this? So Cocoa Pops, but Golden Gay Time flavor, or I crossover, or whatever you want to call it. Completely unaware of this, and I think I might need to duck out for twenty minutes. Yeah, I need to get me some Golden Gay Pops. $2.50 a box. Um, Two, oh, what a steal. Wow. Yeah, well, they were, I think the week, week, weekend before I saw them, I was like, oh, I've got to get those bad boys. What did, how do they, are the, are the, the like little puffs flavored or does it have like extra shit in it? I haven't tried them yet. Ah. So when I, when I work I'm trying to figure out the, the morning, mechanics of this. Um, like 6 a.m., uh, I don't tend to have breakfast. Fair. I eat like a banana at work at like seven o'clock or something. Um, but next week I'll I'll have an update for you here. Uh, but yeah, that's I got nothing else to add to that because I haven't actually opened the box. Anyway, shall we talk uh, video games? Let's Probably. Uh, let's do it. Kieran, you've been away for a week. Yeah, uh, you can kick us off with what you've been oh. playing. I know that you've uh, gave uh, Abe's that's not Abe's. Well, you did give Abe a bit of a run uh, in Oddworld Soulstorm. You reviewed it for Press Start. Shout out to them. Uh, sure did. What do you think? Uh, it's all right. It's um, I guess the 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 long and short of the the review that I posted is that it's um, it's broken as hell at the moment. Uh, even after a couple of patches, unfortunately. Um, and if it wasn't broken, it would still be just kind of average. Um, it's it's very pretty. Uh, and it's very cool to be playing in like a brand new Odd World game. Uh, there's a lot of value in that, I think, because it's such a cool little universe and Abe is such a great uh, and very relatable, not relatable, but sort of empathetic main character. <laughs> He's a fucking alien. That was a poor choice <laughs> of words. Um, but uh, Well, no, because actually, no, I get that because uh, I can probably say for all three of us here, we feel uh, quite often that we are just um, pawns in a big corporate game. Yes, I, if I had a dollar for every time I have said that sentence, mate, I'd I often be, be out of the corporate game. I often worry about being my meat being recycled and reused for food products. Uh, okay, well, you know, we're we're, we're working into semantics. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just a. It just feels like it feels a little bit rushed. There's a few sort of new mechanics and stuff that don't quite gel properly, and there's a lot of uh, corners that feel cut. Um, which is unfortunate, but uh, I still I still had fun with you know what was there. Um, I gave it a six and a half, which I know was a, a little bit shy of Azza's review on Well Played, which was an eight, I believe. A bit um, shy of your uh, your open critic prediction, wasn't it? <laughs> Kieran? Let's not let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I think that just in itself proves my uh, my what's Can't the word? Can't be trusted as a critic. No. <laughs> No, that I can be trusted in the open critic challenge. Um, my integrity, my integrity in the challenge is that I, I wasn't gonna, you know, artificially inflate my score to pump it up to that ninety-one that I predicted. <laughs> so, 
last week I did say that um, I did relay the information that you had given me that you kind of thought it was a, it was a bit avo. Mm. Um, and I mentioned that it almost feels like one of those games that you, one of those series uh, and games that you look back on and, and you go, you know, I'd love to see that come back. And then when you actually do get it to come back in a more modern sense, it hasn't sort of translated that well yeah. in, in a way. Yeah. And you kind of go, oh, maybe I didn't really want this as much as I thought. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and it's it's unfortunate because like there are a lot of things that they did in that game to try and modernize it, but at the same time, it feels like it feels like a game made by people who haven't played a game since the last one, like since the original version. It feels like they went, oh yeah, let's remake Abe's Exodus. What was the last game we played? Oh, Abe's Exodus twenty years ago. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it's just uh yeah, it's definitely worth playing. Obviously, if you get it free on, if you've got a PS Five and you can get it free on PS Plus, then what are you going to lose other than time? Have you, other, how much um, have, have you played much more of it? No, not since last week. I think I might have finished the level I was on uh, or or after the podcast last week, but I haven't um, done much more since, which is I've just done the the fat station, I think it is. Oh yeah. I've just yeah, I think that's where I'm up to. Um I do I do want to play more of it, but yeah, I haven't really had it. I haven't had a chance in last week to sort of touch on it again. Excuse me, just one thing that you mentioned uh, you feel you said it feels quite rushed. Uh, don't you feel like that's quite surprising because it's been in development for fucking forever? Yeah, it yeah it is. I thought like, I mean that's part of the reason why I predicted that would be you know it would do a lot better than it actually has because it feels like it's been in the works for ages. It's been what like six years since um, New and Tasty, seven years almost. Yeah, something like that. Um, um yeah i don't even know when was the last time they did a, a new game fuck knows last new game would have been like stranger's wrath um anyway uh jesus um yeah it feels rushed and not even just from a technical perspective because obviously it's super buggy and everything but just like a lot of the a lot of the mechanics and a lot of the you know level sections and stuff just feel half thought about you know um but it looks nice. But it does look really nice. Um, and it runs really nicely on the PS5. And the cutscenes are super well animated and super engaging. Um, you going to go for the platinum? No. One of the trophies is for finishing every level without dying. So well, okay. given that you like... <laughs> given that Abe barely manages to grab on ledges 70% of the time, I uh, don't think I'm going to go for that. Uh, have you? What's the biggest bug you've had? Like mine, I reckon, is the one where the the sleeves just fucking stand. They still. just stand there and like stare in one direction. You can't do anything. Yeah, I've had plenty of that. I've had plenty of like Abe's mates not getting into lockers when you tell them to. Um, I don't know if you've had the locker mechanic already, um, but like there's there's sections basically where you've got a time like you're all walking past. You'll have like seven or eight uh, of your mates with you, and you'll walk past a group of lockers and there's like cameras and enemies and stuff and you have to like hide in one and they're all supposed to follow and hide in their own lockers as well but nine times out of ten there'll be like two or three dudes just like standing outside of their lockers being like and they they get spotted and killed um but i've had a couple like checkpoints where i die instantly and it just respawns me and i die instantly again um so there's been a couple of times where i've had to just like straight up restart the level um 
and then you would have done the level where there's like a mortifier coming from above yes. and it just like no, just that, never stops that's the that's the level i think i was talking about last week adam when i said it just gets like the difficulty and the fun balance is completely out of whack yeah there. because they got you got the snipers to deal with and you got the mortars yeah and yeah i think there was one point where like that's when i said i think where the mortar would like blast me like into the fire yeah or it would like i'd be up on the ledge behind and the mortar would blow me but, but I'd be falling, and then the sniper would like shoot me like instantly. Yeah, it's wild. There's a there's like a there's like a mini kind of boss encounter a little bit after that. That's like pretty much the same mechanic, and like it was it was just it was fucked, and it the like the the physics was so inconsistent that I couldn't even figure out what I was like actually trying to do. And then I I, I must have tried it like fifteen or sixteen times, and eventually like on the sixteenth or seventeenth restart the boss didn't spawn. So I just like walked up and like did the thing I needed to do and then fucked off. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it. Yeah. So sometimes the bugs work in your favor. Nice. All right. Uh, you been playing anything else? Uh, nothing that's not for review. I don't Adam, what do you think. got for us? Uh, I've been playing two fantastic games i've been playing a whole bunch more outriders um i finished up with one class and then instantly just went back in to play through it again with another class uh because i i got to the end of it played some of the, the end game content i was like yeah fuck yeah i'm keen to you know max out my gear and do all that business but then it dawned on me that there's a whole bunch of content that i hadn't touched because of the the other classes and other abilities that i haven't explored and then got all kinds of excited to do that, so I jumped back into it. Um, outside of that, the new season of Rocket League started. I know no one wants to hear me talk about Rocket League, but I played a bit of that. I want to hear and you talk about anything you want to talk about, Adam. Well, sit back, my friend, and listen to the tale of my 10 games that I played for my competitive rank. He's, yep, no, that's fair. <laughs> Kieran has left, uh, understandably. Uh, now, I played some of that, but the easily... Fellas, easily the biggest game that I've played this week. Your favorite game and mine, Homefront the Revolution. I Not only did I purchase that this week, but Same. I got stuck right into it. See, I was going um, yeah, to bring that up a bit later. But I guess oh, no, I'm, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to leave that as is I mean, for now. I mean, we, I mean, we can just make this a Homefront cast if, if you want. Yeah, done. Let me just go grab all of the Homefront merch that I don't own. Chuck that on. All right, so the well played we'll DLC front bum front cast. Maybe we'll home front home cast. Maybe the home podcast. Uh, maybe we'll talk about um, this. Okay, very very quickly then. But uh, news that we we're going to cover a bit later on is that uh, we spoke about it last week. But the unlock codes for the Time Splitters two four K port, which was in Homefront Revolution, uh, the, the unlock codes were found uh, and they work. So basically, everybody who's a huge Time Splitters fan, has been rushing out to try and find a cheap copy of, of Homefront. It's not on Game Pass, is it? No, it's not. Um, makes sense because it's pretty old now. Um, I reckon maybe in a couple of weeks that game might might even be able to beat uh, GTA Five on the, on, on, the on the old charts. <laughs> Make it happen. Look, I, so, I, I bought a copy, so... Nice. I haven't played it yet, Ready? but... You, you bought it digital, didn't you? I did. 
So you you paid twenty five. Sure did. Did you say how much did you pay for yours? Uh, I can I can count how much I played on two hands. I paid a, a big old eight dollars for my copy. That's good good deal. Um, I was too lazy was to yours, go and track one down. Was yours the like the premium? Excuse me, version with like any LDS or whatever. Who are you talking to? That's sorry, that's to Kieran. Sorry. Nah. In my head, I was I was looking at you in the, in the cameras. <laughs> nah, I don't I don't need any of that shit. I just need time splitters. Fair. But you'll uh, you'll be happy to know that once you get to the arcade machine in the actual game, uh, it, it actually unlocks in the main menu. So you just go to the extras uh, screen there. But I yeah, so I tested that out the morning that they that I saw that they were unlocked or that, that they were found. Uh, I tried two of them and they both worked. That was the story mode and arcade mode. Uh, I didn't try the others, so uh, but I assumed that, that like they worked as well. So Adam, home front, tell me about it. Because you sent um, me some uh, a couple <laughs> yeah. of pictures over the weekend. So I may not have, that might not have been a massively genuine co- uh, comment. Because as I said, we we had a mate's birthday party on the weekend. And that happened to be on the same day that these codes were uncovered. Uh, so pulling a bit of a sneaky, I had a few mates that had had a bit to drink and were a bit loose and keen to maybe go outside their comfort zone with a few things. And by that I mean play Homefront. Um, so I sat them in front of my TV and said, hey, I need to get about three hours into this game. Did you want to play? It might be fun. And they were like, yeah, 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 sure. Uh, so then I just left the room, went about my business as they got through a good chunk of the, the campaign up to where I needed to be. Uh, but I have I have played it. Uh, I have played it myself as well. And Zach, I don't want to break your heart, mate, but the game is a bit shit. It's just a bit shit. I mean, it's a bit old now. What's it, 2015? I, I think if I went back to 2015 and paid $100 for this, I'd be thoroughly disappointed. I love that. Can I just point out how much I love that you said you had a bunch of mates around. They got really drunk and decided to get outside of their comfort zone by playing Homefront the Revolution. <laughs> so, okay. Just a bit so, of a bait and switch for you there, Kate. Wow. Devastated. Fucking yeah. devastated. Cop that. I can explain why. I can explain why there's a fuck up there. But moving on. That's um. So okay. So give me give me a twenty second white shit breakdown, starting from now. Anytime you fire a gun, it makes me feel like I'm on a ship that's in a fucking hurricane. Um, the enemies are dumb as dirt. The weapons aren't fun to use, and the game looks and sounds dreadful. I'll I'll give it one thing. The 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 weapon customization I think is cool. Um, it's a shame that that's trapped in a garbage game. How's that? That size for you? So, um, okay, fair enough. Okay, I'll I'll give you a Fired. couple of those points. Uh, I disagree a little bit on the weapons. I think I think the weapons aren't too bad. And the AI is actually are you playing on super hard? Fuck no, I'm playing it on uh, super yeah, sure, easy. Fair. I want to yeah, get to time splitters, mate. Well, no wonder the game's fucking the enemy is dumb. That game on hard is very, very hard. But is it hard because the AI gets better or because they just do more damage? Well, I'd say it's a bit of both, but probably definitely more the latter. <laughs> than, than that. But I think, like, I, I really think, like, the concept of that game is just very, very cool. That's what hurts me the most is I, I was a massive fan of the first one, for for better or worse. And I really dig the story and concept. I think it's awesome. And I want it to be good, but it just isn't. 
I even think the concept in uh, like the story in this state is actually pretty good as well. I'll like probably I'll I'll play it. I will play it for you and your beautiful face. I will play it. Thank you. Um, you should definitely help Dylan out. Shouts to uh, Dylan Baru, that is, because uh, he has to do he has he has to get the platinum as Oof. part of his pledges, which includes uh, some of the multiplayer, and that's actually quite fun. I'll give him yeah. a hand. We'll all jump on. Do it. Have a well-played home plant stream. Let's uh, do anyway, it. <laughs> so, so, you've hit time splitters. I haven't oh, hit time splitters. I haven't. Oh, you haven't hit it yet. yet. Sorry. No. Right. I I looked up and saw that it was about three hours into the game, and I'm a which is incorrect because it, it's like probably six. Oh, that's fucking even worse. I am playing it on super easy though, so I am. You can probably just run through, through the through, through the through the game for the most part. I'm stuck on a bit that's like you need to show the the, the townsfolk, townsfolk. You need to show the civilians that you're a good guy. So save a bunch of them and do a bunch of this shit, and that's taking forever. But otherwise, them. yeah, I can just breeze on through it. One thing I do think stinks about that game is the motorbike handling. Oh, it's rough. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it's it's endearingly rough. Like, I am finding, and it was, again, because I was sitting around with a bunch of drunk mates that were, we turned the sound off and one mate was doing all of the, the voice acting for everyone, which I would assume would be better than the voice acting that's in the game. Um, and all of its quirks and shitty intricacies actually were a bit endearing when you can have a laugh at it. So I will get some entertainment out of it, I think. So it's interesting you say that because uh, one of the flaws I gave on the game when I reviewed it is that you play this character, this preset character, and I've said this for pretty much every game that you ha- that, uh, this is a factor in, but you don't talk. Yeah. So you, so you actually play, I think it's Ben Walker, or was, it, or was that the guy that you have to go find? Anyway, you play as a character. He doesn't talk. Yeah. So you have this dude who's like got a backstory, got a name, got everything, but doesn't have a voice. It's yeah, just very weird because because there's some moments, there's some cutscenes where they're talking to you and you just stand there like just stand there. And you're not really even saying anything. Anyway, uh, I've played Time Splitters in 4K. I mean, I've played it before because obviously I've I've, uh, I've played the game before. But but tell us about this this port. Tell us. I probably played it for about ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> so it's really good then. Well, I just I just tried to see if it worked, played it for a bit, and then I had other stuff I had to do, uh, such as edit last week's podcast. Shout outs to me. Uh, so, yeah, like it's good. It looks, I mean, yeah, it runs well. Yeah, the only annoying thing about it is you have to put the codes in all, each time, so that's probably kind of a bit assumed. Fair enough. It's a whole game buried in another game, so it's a small price mm. to pay, I guess. If you want to find the codes, we've got a. There is an article on the website, and it tells you where to put them in. Because a lot of the articles that I read didn't tell you where to put them in at first, and I was trying a bunch of different. I was doing it in the main menu to try and get it to work, and I couldn't get it to work. And then I tried it in the level select screen, and that's where I got it to unlock. Uh, and don't worry if you go back into other menus or even into the actual game. Uh, sorry, into the home front game because it'll just keep doing the code, and it will. Unlock. Well, uh, Adam, hopefully you get to it soon. Kieran, I hope you can play it soon. I know that you're being craving to play Homefront. I don't know why else you'd pay twenty five dollars for it in two thousand twenty one. I love that. All right, Adam, you've been playing anything else? 
nah, those those two big heavy hitters are enough for me for one week. Any uh, anything in Outriders changed your opinion? Um, there's a boss right towards the end that is a right piece of shit and doesn't mesh with the rest of the game. But apart from that, it, it got balanced out by the the post game content, which is really super schmick. Uh, so no, I'm still absolutely loving it, and I'm gonna play through on each of the classes because I'm having a grand old time. Nice. I'm, I actually need to uh, get stuck in. You do. I think I think there's a chance you might like it, although it is good. So that. Let's just uh, not call for is it? <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, I yeah, like like I said, I've been I've played pretty much fuck all. I played a little bit of Sackboy, a little bit of it, it takes two again. And some of those levels in It Takes Two are so, so good. So well designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that bedroom one, Karen, mm. is really cool. Yeah, so have you finished that one? Like gotten through all like the castle and stuff? Like the No, we've ju- no we just did the, the puzzle where you have to put the certain like the people on the points to open the gate for the little trailer truck thing to oh, come yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we sort of got got. So you haven't yeah, done the haven't, you haven't done the elephant bit. No, I haven't got to the elephant yet. Okay. Are they good? Find out next next week, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, that, and I've been playing another game for uh next week's next week's actually. Next month's, sorry. Uh, made in Australia. Ooh. But, uh, I'll tell you more about that another week. Alright, let's get into the Biggest topic because there's not we don't really have any I don't think there's any reviews to talk about at all this week. No, nah. uh, at least for well played. Uh, think of what's up on the website? But yeah, nothing really. Um, but uh, over was it on Friday? Oh, anyway, it was. I think it was over the weekend or on Friday last week. Uh, Jason Schreier published a very big uh, bombshell article uh, that. Uh, reveal a ton of information about, uh, I guess, PlayStation's direction. Maybe a bit of uh, trouble is brewing within uh, within the walls of uh, PlayStation. So if you haven't read that, that's over at Bloomberg. Hopefully, you've got a you've got a free article that you can you can read that on. Uh, we there there is an article on our website that sort of talks a tiny tiny little bit about it. The but the actual article itself is much bigger and it is linked in our uh, in our article. But the, I mean, the biggest things headline-wise to probably come out of this, maybe not story-wise, is that uh, PlayStation uh, apparently uh, are remaking The Last of Us for PS5, which I reckon I'm split 50-50 on this. Uh, I want to hear what you guys think about it, but uh, I'll give you a quick, quick, quick 10-15 second recap of this article. Basically, there's a there's a group within Sony called the uh, Visual Arts Service Group, and they help finish off PlayStation Studios or PlayStation First Party big big games. Uh, they wanted to uh, branch out and sort of do their own thing, um, but rather than uh, make a new game because that was like, going to be quite expensive, they decided to focus on making uh, sorry on restoring older PlayStation games scratch with modern sort of visuals and, and whatnot they wanted to do uncharted the first uncharted game that was going to be too expensive so they chose uh, the last of us to remake but uh, apparently uh, the people the powers that be at playstation 
uh, handed uh, the control of that project over back to Nui Dog after the, they'd been working on it for quite a while. And a bunch of these people have now left, and it's yeah, basically the article. The article goes on to say that PlayStation is focusing on big, big AAA bangers as opposed to sort of more creative projects. So we've all read it, I assume. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do we all think uh, about the article first and foremost? Well, hard hitting journalism as per usual from your best mate shout outs shout outs to jason try um none of it comes as as a surprise or sounds out of the realms of possibility um but why why remake the last of us of all things yeah so that's i guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute adam what, what what did you make of the overall article yeah i agree with kieran it's not surprising but it's it's disappointing all the same Mm. to to think that that's the direction and kind of process that they're going in it's unfortunate but yeah not not overly surprising so last of us came out in 2013 it's a it it is a ps3 game i don't know how many of you have gone back and played ps3 games recently or in last or last year or so i played the last of us from start to finish last year what do you how do you think have you played the second one yet i've played probably five to six hours of the second one okay uh i've okay so i've not played the last of us for a while i did buy it on ps4 but yeah that's in the backlog um how do you think it differed like um quality wise playing wise as well like there's obviously there is obviously a difference um but i really i don't think it's a wide enough difference for this sort of thinking to even hit the table. Like it just, if, cause they say they, the, the first choice was uncharted that came out in what, 2007 or eight. If you go back and play that, which I, I played a very small amount of last year game is fucking rough by today's standards. Like it is a noticeably a, an old, an older PS3 game. And I think a remake could do wonders for that to bring it up to modern standards. Whereas The Last of Us, when I was playing it, I didn't think, geez, this feels like a last gen game. I thought it, you know, it definitely, it has older, like an older feel to it, but not in a negative way. Whereas if I play Uncharted, it's just a bit of a slog because it's, it's dated. The Last of Us, okay, mate, let's, let's shelf that conversation for another time. Um, But the last of us it does not feel that way and i can't think i was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's just like a a through and through diehard last of us fan who will defend every part of it until he dies um and he argument that he made was their vision is to have it be because it is part one and part two they want it to all link up to be one big cohesive story and having it between generations and kind of in that weird in-between point doesn't meet their vision i don't give a fuck if it meets your vision i'll be completely honest i don't see why naughty dog and the last of us should be awarded the luxury of okay you you get this these two games to exactly where you want them and then you can be done with it like they've they've made the game the game was great they made a sequel was also great divisive whatever i don't think it needs to be i don't think they need to go back and tinker with it to make it perfect for what they 
they want or the Sony execs want. I don't know. It just seems like a waste of a studio's time to go back and remake a game from 2013. It just feels strange to me. Okay, well, I've got thoughts on that. Uh, Kieran, do you have anything you want to add? Yeah, I just... I'm pretty much exactly what Adam just said. Um, There are games that have aged far worse than that game. Um, Not just gameplay-wise, but even narratively. Like, you know, that was Naughty Dog really, really honing their artistic and cinematic craft. Um, And so I don't really see what the benefit would be to going back and messing with that. Um, It just... Yeah, it just reeks of, like, re- release a Naughty Dog cut, you know? It's just mm. fucking... Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think there's any point. Like, I I don't think I would even bother playing it. Even t- touching it just before, I'm sure you give us some Devil's Advocate hot takes, Zach, because I can see it in your eyes. Um, you've got to think as well that HBO Max or whatever are doing their Last of Us TV show. Mm. So that story is going to be told again in a different medium. Mm. Do you then need to tell it again, again in the same medium that it was originally exactly. told? Exactly. Like, fuck me. Dead. And how and like, often do you need to be told that that same yeah, origin story of the characters that we already that's know? That's one hundred percent it. And like, hot take, but like that story isn't even very good. Like, by video, by video game standards, it's good. Otherwise, no. Even Bernie is so pissed. Bernie's upset. He's <laughs> yelling at me. All right, Zach. He's like, but, he's like, but that giraffe scene. Let me, let me, let me in. Okay, so Adam, did you you played Last of Us, the first one before you played Part Two? Yes, correct. Okay, I think there's. I'm a bit yeah, like I said, like I'm fifty fifty here. Like, I, like when I first read it, I was like, that's ridiculous, and I still I do still think it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. The biggest thing that I hate about this thing for me is that knowing that it's actually what Naughty Dog is working on. So, like, we know they're mm. doing it like a, a like a multiplayer project, which we all probably assume that it's the it's the Last of Us multiplayer mm-hmm. um, component. So, I think that does tie into it a little bit, maybe. Um, but yeah, knowing that Naughty Dog, uh, they you know this is probably Sony's best studio. Um, you could argue that maybe it's Santa Monica, but I'd say it's it's probably going to be you know Naughty Dog would probably be number one, knowing that they're, that they're, that they're the ones that are working on this remake. When you have you know like Blue Point who do the you know, remakes for other games, and you know you could handball uh, this off to another developer, and even this little this this little internal group who was who were doing it at first and had done a bit of, a bit of progress on it, um, yeah, to know that that, that this is what this world-renowned studio is working on is kind of that's a that's probably the biggest disappointing thing for me is that that's where playstation feel they 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 need to use Naughty dog at the moment um when they could be making something new you know this is one of the best studios in the world they should be pushing the medium forward not not bringing back another one of their good hits but on the other side i i, I think uh having a more modern, if you want to call it that, take on Last of Us is not a bad thing. Like, I, I would definitely play it. If, if it plays, having, I like, I loved the first one, but I loved how the second one played. I thought that was just a whole nother level of just better game design, better gameplay. Everything about it was just much better. So if the first one, if I go back and play the first one with uh, the feel and the visuals and of the of the second one, like, that's 
that's awesome. And I think that will definitely bring it, um, it'll get more people to play it as well. But uh, like I said, I don't think that that's where Naughty Dog should be like utilised. Um, I don't even want them to do another Uncharted. I mean, I'm not the biggest Uncharted fan. I didn't mind 4, but, you know, I, I want these uh, developers to be making new stuff. And that's, like, I think the, the overall take of this whole article for me is that PlayStation don't, they don't really want to push new ideas as hard as maybe they, they did in the past. Um, and you can see, yeah, the other side of this, the other big, or one of the other bigger bits of this article is that apparently Sony Bend, uh, who did Days Gone, they pitched Days Gone 2, and I gave Days Gone a 7, so I didn't like it, I didn't love it, didn't, didn't, didn't blow me away, but I thought you know, it had potential. And I don't think you can uh, put a put a line through a series like that just after one big game. You know, this is a game they've been working on for so long. You know, it's gonna the first game is probably always gonna be a bit a bit rough. Shout outs to the order. Um, so I'd I'd love to see what um you know what they could have refined better in a second one. Um, but yeah, so the article does state that um, Sony Ben did pitch uh, Days Gone Two to the PlayStation hierarchy, and they were like, nah. Uh, the first one took too long, and the critical reception wasn't, you know, wasn't high enough on Metacritic. So, you know, we don't think it's a, a good investment. And a bunch of people from that studio, like like high-profile people, uh, Jeff Ross, and I think John Garvin, I think two of the founders, maybe, uh, or definitely two two people that worked on Days Gone, like they've both left. Um, and one of them, I think it's Jeff Ross, he actually confirmed that um, they did pitch it. It didn't confirm that it was denied, but. I think that's pretty much, you know, true. Um, but yeah, you know, and then apparently Sony then put that studio, who I don't, you know, they're not, they're Sony's best talent, you know. I think everyone is aware of that. You know? But, you know, they're a solid team. But yeah, so Sony have then moved, according to Shire's report, they've moved half of Bend to help Naughty Dog make this last, sorry, this uh, multiplayer project. And then the other half was initially put on a new Uncharted game and then the Ben team were like, no, that shit ass. Don't want to be absorbed into, you know, Naughty Dog like they think that we might be. So they're now working on a, on, on a brand new game. So I guess they are still got, you know, one eye on new experiences. But it, it is a bit of a shame that AAA gaming does sort of, it's, you know, it's very uh, keen to cash in on sequels and you know, that all the time. But newer IPs struggle to get a foot in the door, like if it doesn't sell Gangbusters on its first release now, there's sort of no second chance anymore. It's sort of like you either got to blow everyone out of the water the first time around, or that's it. You know, um, and there's been you know, and you know, I love the order, and that's I think that's one good example. But there are other other games as well that you know that are in that position. Weirdly enough, that's something that Ubisoft always somehow manage really well. Like it, they're they're noted for the first game in a new series being like middling or kind of shit like watchdogs was fucking awful but then watchdogs 2 was much much better and then legion again was better depending on who you ask might be better again but it's they're they're good with you know they're an idea will come up and maybe it wasn't fully realized the first time the division's another good example the first division was the wonkiest of donkeys um but then the division 2 went a long way to, to fix a lot of the issues that the first one had. So for all of the shortcomings that Ubisoft have, at least they they tend to put maybe a little bit more stock in a franchise to make it ongoing than maybe, say, Sony does. 
Yeah, and that's I guess that comes back again to that. So years ago when they first announced, oh, sorry, first released Assassin's Creed, the first one from memory didn't do overly well. I mean, it did well, but it didn't like like I said, it didn't blow everyone out of the water. And then they invested in it and go, you know, this has got potential. Let's see what you know what can do next time around. And the second one is is you know is probably a lot of, a lot of people's favorite still. Yeah, and then you know, nine thousand games later, it's still going strong. And just to just to go on to Watch Dogs, and this is, I guess, the good thing about Ubisoft is they could have easily followed the same formula with the third game. Uh, I mean, I do, I do think Watch Dogs Two is is the better of the three, but with Legion, you know, they at least tried to change it up. You know, they went a different route. You know, maybe it paid off for some people. Probably didn't overall. You know, people probably prefer to play as that protagonist and have that sort of singular backstory as opposed to playing as anyone in the world. But you know, at least they sort of tried something something new. Um, I mean, and you look at Sony's biggest sort of games recently, God of War, which is a not a remake, but like a re like a retake, I guess, on that series. And then you got Last of Us, which is a sequel, and then you got Ghost of Tsushima. So they have shown that that they can, you know, have new games that can stand out. And I guess even to a little extent, Death Stranding, but that wasn't first party exactly. So. I think the the biggest thing that I took from from what you said, apart from your your cheeky little devil advocate business, is like Naughty Dog are such a an amazing talent, and it really is such a shame to think that they might be working on something that they've already done. And I think it's a really dangerous precedent to set when developers can say, okay, 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 you know that game that we made four or five years ago, we can make it better, so we're going to spend our time on making that better than instead of pushing forward new ideas or trying something different like i just think i don't want that to be a trend and that to to an extent i mean that already does happen with you know the thousands of remasters and the whole bunch of remakes but i just don't want it to be the new normal for developers to go back and iterate on something that they've already done and that they've already done well enough to i'm not saying that you know get something to be a passing grade and then leave it but like if you look back on games that you know you fondly remember, they're never as good as you remember them, and I don't think that is a bad thing. And I don't no, want cause, it to because they're from a different time. Exactly, and that's, and that's where I think this makes sense a little bit. Is that I think the PS3 is like again from a different time. Like it is two generations between PS3 and PS5 now, or one generation if you want to call like a whole generation. Yeah. Um, a good example I saw uh, might have been James from from Press Start. Is that there was only a six-year difference, I think, between the first Resident Evil game and the actual remake of that, and the difference in quality of those games is huge in such a short time time frame. Um, and then because like people are saying, oh, you know, we only got The Last of Us eight years ago or whatever. Or, um, so I don't think time is necessarily a big thing. I think it's more technology. I think the the jump between technology in those six years between RE1 and the and the first remake of that game mm. is massive. Like, and that's why it's yeah. such an awesome remake. And that's why this one, there's a lot of question marks as to why you would even bother making it just now because there's not a there's not a huge leap in technology, you know, in, in in that sort of stuff. Sure, it plays better. And that probably just comes with better technology, better, you know, honing your craft a bit better. But there's not that huge leap in. Yeah. Yeah, that's whatever it. Whatever you want to call it. Like... Even like even developing the the original game the first time around, like if Naughty Dog went back every month and like just touched it up a bit and redid it a bit, like it's obviously going to get better every time. There's no denying that, you know, them going back to it is going to make it better in some way. But it's, you know, 
what how how far can you really take that yeah it's like it's it's all well and good to say you know we want to go back and improve the game and i'm sure there are plenty of people that play it you know 11 months out of the year and they finish it 32 times and that'll be great for them but i just don't think i don't think it's i don't think it's a healthy thing for the industry as a whole it just feels mm. like a dangerous thing to normalize but yeah I'd, I'd hate to see that become a normal situation yeah well i mean yeah like the biggest thing i guess is that we're, we're getting more and more normalized to remakes and remasters uh and companies are doing these because they're easy cash grabs i guess you know like they can like like i guess it's 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 okay if you do it to an older sort of like like we all use time splitters you know we all say we want like a, a remaster or a, or a remake or whatever of that but that game hasn't been out for what 2005 or something like that 2004 whenever the uh, time you know future perfect came out that's nearly 20 years between so i think that's a bit different and, and that's that's okay but yeah when you keep pushing these remasters and you know and and last was had a remaster version for the ps4 and then got like a, a newer patch i think a bit later on yeah. and now has a i think it has a ps5 patch for the remaster version or an, or an upgrade of, of some sort but and again like if time splitters came out in 2010 and they said they were gonna do a remake of it if it was still in its current state because the game is it is dated as shit and i i love it for every every part of it i love from top to bottom the game is dated and it doesn't feel like a modern game. So if they said they were doing a remake, I'd go, all right, fair enough. It feels dated. They want to make it feel modern. Go for it. But again, The Last of Us feels well and truly modern enough to stick around and be completely acceptable in a modern sense. Yeah, I guess the thing with remakes is like if we get into the stage of the industry where Sony has to use Naughty Dog to make a remake, that's like that's where I think it's become a bit wild. Uh, like 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 I said, you know, they should be one of the developers pushing the industry and the medium forward, and you know, using their talents that they have. Uh, to... Props to Sony for finally realizing yeah. that Naughty Dog isn't that good. Oh well, I'm trying to bit bum, so. But also, I want them to remake Jack and Daxter. So what am I? <laughs> what can I? Okay, okay. So You're burning so bridges, mate. Come on. <laughs> well, that that's one that I could understand because that what that's been ages since that's come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And there's It'd a lot. Be... There's a lot of gaps in that. There's there's a lot to like bring to life that wasn't brought to life before. So yeah, that so genre that one has makes come sense. a long way. And whether that's a new title or not, but um, I hope Sony Ben's I mean, doing. I hope Naughty Dog isn't doing it because I'll fuck it up. Um, <laughs> firing from the hip. Jeez. <laughs> Well, it won't be, according to Shrye, it won't be Sony Dog. Oh, Sony Dog. Sony no. Dog? Sony Bend, because they're doing a brand new franchise and a brand new game. Wait. Good. New IPs. Give us more. Jack and Dexter. Just Michael <laughs> C. Hall and, and Jack just going around murdering people. Um, Dark and gritty, Naughty Dog style. Love it. I have completely forgotten what I was going to say. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so this sort of touches on to the whole closure of Sony Japan. Um mm. Because games like Gravity Rush and that stuff, mm. PlayStation apparently has said, or maybe they said pub, they said publicly, I don't recall, but they don't. They want games to to appeal to everyone, not just um, weeb's. Uh, yeah, not just like the Japanese market. So you know, so they want the they want games to put more bums on seats, as it were. Which is interesting because you look at. The publisher that was awarded publisher, you know, best publisher on Metacritic last year, Sega, 
who did nothing but localize Japanese games. So yeah, and oh, who was? Oh, I wish I read that properly again. Who was the? Was like Annapurna up there as well? Yeah, you know these are sort of publishers that take on small little talented teams and let them fucking do yeah. whatever they want. To like to Sony's credit, they have been pushing indie stuff as well in like their state yeah. of plays and shit, but not in house. It's more like we'll let we'll let all these other people take care of it. We'll just feature them in trailers and stuff, and um, at the same time, we'll give them the the worst digital storefront to try and launch their games on where they won't even be seen or found and that's that's where i think xbox has probably maybe even gotten gotten better than um than playstation at that i mean they, they might have been before but you know they're now pushing all these sort of indie games on on <laughs> game pass you know they've signed uh, your mates uh, triple good uh, psychonauts who are the people do- oh, double sorry, double fine. Fine. Uh, you know so you know they're you know they're signing smaller devs as well as mm. you know huge fuck off publishers like Bethesda, but um, you know they've invested a lot of money into bringing games to Game Pass. So whereas Sony feel like they just they just want those big system seller AAA games now. Like I don't feel like I see like like Concrete Genie. Like I, I don't feel like I, I see games like that. Yeah, and that was only what, a couple of years ago, kind kind of thing. Because um, even Dreams, like they haven't really pushed Dreams as, uh, that hard either. No, and it's like probably the best thing that's come out on their platform in years. It's mm. fucking awesome. Um, it's interesting, yeah. you know, pushing for system sellers when you don't have systems to sell. But yeah, is what it well, is. Returnal. We'll see if uh, if that's because I guess I guess you could argue that they are still pushing, uh, not pushing, but um, encouraging that sort of creativity. You know, oh yeah, in, in the first given. couple of years when there's not yeah. much choice around. <laughs> Then it'll be Returnal the Remaster, twenty twenty two. The remaster of the remake, love it. Well, I'm surprised that they haven't remaster. Wait, I don't, I don't want to say that without this could be wrong. Did they announce a big patch for? Excuse me, sorry, like a PS5 patch for Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding, or just Ghost? There's what? Is it sixty frames on Ghost? Oh, yeah, Ghost. yes. There's been yeah, sixty yeah, frames yeah. on Ghost. Sorry, forever. A, a, yeah, not a huge patch. Like, but yeah, but nothing for Death Stranding. Nothing on Death Stranding. Yeah. I feel like right, that's on Kojima Productions. Yeah, let's um, maybe let's move on. But Ooh. I'll just give a couple of quick fire questions around the table here. Uh, Days Gone. Who played that? Did it, did any of you? Play I played that? a little bit of it. I actually really, really want to play it now that it's you know got a sixty frames patch and yeah, you know, it runs really well on PS5. Yeah, I do. I definitely do want to check it out. It's just a really, really big game, so I don't have the time to dedicate to it. It's Adam. Have you played it? I am in the exact same boat where I've played maybe an hour of it and at the time went, nah, fuck it, there's other things to play. But now that, you know, we're getting into the time of the year where there might not be as much to play, I'm, I'm keen to settle in. fuck's wrong with you? Returnal's about to come out. I get it. I get it. So, so many things. Further ahead. So many things. It's, um, I, when I, I was quite keen for that game and then we didn't get an early code for that. So I did. So you I just, like a, that on principle just dogged it. Fuck this game. No, so I felt like, uh, and I've gotten better at this uh, over time, but um, not letting when my review is going to come out dictate how I play a game kind yeah. of thing. Um, so like I felt like I had to cram in as much days gone as I could to try and smash through it, and I didn't feel like I enjoyed it probably mm. as what I would have normally. And having played it since the review, just you know, in my own time, like I actually quite enjoy it. So um, 
it's probably a better game than I probably gave credit for. Uh, not by a lot. Maybe a lot gave it a seven, so maybe an eight. Because um, it's actually not a bad game. But yeah, uh, there was another question, but I can't remember what the fuck that was. What it was. Um, well, that one was I, quick fire. I'll give you that. Oh, actually, sorry. The second one, new Uncharted game. Does Naughty Dog make it? Yes or no? No. No. Okay. Two no's. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's a audio fucking podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's um, let's move on. All right, so let's go. I mean, we'll just go into the into the news. We've, we've uh, spoken about times. What we've spoken about uh, the big PlayStation stuff. Um, the other, we'll reel off some quick quick fire news first before we have a couple other things that we can talk about for a little bit longer. Uh, Deathloop has been delayed. Uh, it was meant to launch in that sort of hugely stacked month of May. Sam is, I think, right in between Biomutant and uh, I think it's Mass Effect is, is the one after that. Or God, imagine that. launching against Biomutant. Fucking death sentence. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, but yeah, there's Resident Evil and there's Hood, uh, Outlaws and Legends. Shout outs to, to them. Uh, yeah, so it's been moved to September 14th. Uh, and the usual kind of excuse. No, sorry, not excuse. Uh, wow. <laughs> Usual bloody yeah, excuses. <laughs> oh, we need more time. We need fair pay. <laughs> uh, excuse was the wrong word. Usual uh, you know, reasons that they you know, uh, they need more time to sort of make it the uh, best game possible, and you know, working from home, and they they, they just want to make sure that all their employees are, are safe, because uh, obviously we're quite fortunate here in Australia that COVID's basically a non-event now, in, in a way. Never happened. Whereas overseas, well, have you seen that thing? Just to have a quick little pause for a second, there's an article or a FAQ on the government website that the question is, can COVID vaccine give you internet access or something like that? The wording <laughs> might be slightly off, but it's definitely, have you seen this? Is it going to give you better 5G reception? <laughs> I can't tell if Kieran has seen this or not. He's Googling it. <laughs> all right, let's, um, all right, while Kieran Googles it, we'll, uh, we'll, um, Move on. Um, yeah, so Deathloop coming on September 14, exclusive to PS5 on console for a year, I believe, but also coming on PC. Uh, uh, Pac-Man 99 uh, was announced and released. It's a similar game to... What's the other game? That's Mario 35 or Tetris 99. Both Tetris both 99. Similar. Similar. Yeah, so it's a similar game to that. Uh, it's on Switch, isn't it? Yep. And PC or just Switch? I think it's on both. Or it may have released on Switch first and it'll be coming to other things later, but it's definitely on Switch. Yeah, so that's, uh, I haven't actually checked it out, although well, I don't have Switch, so that makes sense. Um, but I'm not sure if any of you have checked out it, what I meant. So. I love Pac-Man, but I'm shit at it, so the thought of doing it competitively just, yep, I know it much. would be a bad time. Yeah. Uh, Kieran, have you, have you got any updates for us on the PlayStation? No, I'm still working on it. Keep going. Um, all right, moving on. So, Mass Effect Trilogy, speaking of, uh, that has gone gold, so... Uh, that will launch on May, I think it's May 14. I don't want to, I think I want to know that date. I've actually got some of it. Uh, just checking out the article here on Press Start. Yeah, sorry, no, I was right. Coming to PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One on May 14. Um, I know that you, Kieran, are quite keen for this. Adam, are you a bit of a Mass Effect fanboy? Or? I loved Mass Effect, um, but I think I'm okay to leave it being a 
like having played it once, I don't know if I can commit myself to play all three games again. It's it's a sizable commitment. But I'm happy for the people who are super keen to jump back into it and spend, you know, 100, 150 hours on the game again. All right, so Kieran, I found the link. I'm going to post it in our Discord channel here for you. It's on the government site there. Can the COVID-19 vaccine connect you to the internet? Is um... <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen this. Best thing. What is real? It is real. I told you it was real. Is it true? Can COVID-19 vaccines connect me to the internet on the health.gov.au website? I love that so much. The greatest thing is they've had enough people ask that to make it worth putting on the I like that they have like the whole science. Like they actually factually explain why you might think that and why it's not true. (laughs) Um, How how tempted do you reckon they were to have a a one-word answer? Oh, um, that's so good. What? So, there you go. All right. So, Kieran, you're keen for Mass Effect here? Yes. Sweet. Um, Love that for you. I'm keen to replay the first game in particular because that's still my favorite in the series, but also the one that's aged the worst, I guess. Not um, Mass Effect 2. That is a hot take. Well, Mass Effect 2 was like a really, really, really good, uh, I guess, refinement of uh, a lot of the systems in the game, but I liked the story and the characters and just, like, the RPG-ness of the first one a lot more. Um, so, there you go. So, I'm keen for that to be sort of brought into a standard more in line with the other two. Um, Streets of Rage 4 is getting Remaster DLC that was announced uh, earlier, earlier uh, late last week. Um, so, there's going to be two DLC drops. One's going to be free, one's going to be paid. The free DLC will uh, give players a new Mania Plus difficulty level, so it's going to uh, jack up that uh, difficulty level. What did, what did we and play it on? Like normal? Uh, I think so. That was hard. Yeah. Um, I reckon, yeah, that hard mode's got to be real hard. Real hard. Uh, and then also a detailed training system to help players master combos, uh, and as well as the ability to customise your character with new colour palette options. Pow DLC is called Mr. X Nightmare. It does not uh, involve Mr. X from Resident Evil, uh, oh. but will include three new characters, one being Estelle Aguirre, I think is oh, nice. name, her name. She's very cool. Which is from one of the bosses from the first one. Oh, sorry, from the first one, from, from, the, from the main game. Uh, that's the only one they've announced as uh, playable at the moment. The other two are still to be... Revealed. Uh, it also Street Fighter Four had a fucking sweet ass soundtrack, and the new paid DLC will have uh, new music from composer T T Loops. Nice. I don't know if I fucked up that name or not. Uh, in my article, I, I might. It's have pronounced that. Loops. Mm-hmm. Through through T Loops. But uh, <laughs> uh, DJ Hot Milk is his other. Oh, gross. <laughs> Awful. Uh, it was also announced that the original, oh, so the original game, that the the base game, has been downloaded more than two and a half million times. Wow! Which which I doesn't mean that they're all sales. That's everyone using Pass. your account. But <laughs> it's like the no, no, I'm not going to go there. Um, but that's actually like a really cool to mm. to see. Um, yeah, it looks cool. Um, def- Definitely keen for the new DLC for that. Uh, the day before the online MMO game from 
fin- fantastic, or however you want to say the developer's name. Uh, that little hybrid between The Last of Us and The Division and whatever else. Um, they got some new gameplay, and I don't know if Adam did you watch it? I did indeed. Yes. What do you think? Uh, I'm keen. It's obviously still a ways off um, the combat. Whether you know, it's it's a vertical slice, so it's kind of hard to tell what it actually represents. But looked a bit dojo, but the the tone is really cool, especially for uh, an MMO. Usually, you kind of just breeze breeze through those sort of things and don't think too much of it. But the the atmosphere was really really cool, and obviously the game looks graphically fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's it's shaping up to be to be one that I've. I've got on the radar for sure. Between that and its announcement trailer, I'm pretty keen to see what comes of it. So it's interesting that you say that, you, that it's a ways off because I think it's actually slated for Q2 2021. So it's not it's not far off at all. And when when they actually had their initial an, an, an announcement uh, trailer, uh, it actually says coming soon at, at the end of that trailer. But I want to um, quickly give a shout out to one of our uh, to Polish Paul. Not uh, not English poll, but Polish poll. Uh, he and I were talking about this game earlier today, and he he linked me to a uh, a tweet uh, which is based on one of the new gameplay videos that uh, for this game uh, with the vehicle gameplay, which looks again like it looks all great. Um, and this guy, uh, I don't know who he actually. Oh, he's he's uh, from Upload VR. Uh, David Yaganon. I don't know if that's how you say his name. His name. He, his tweet says, this game keeps looking better and better in, in every bit of footage I've seen. Really looks like The Division meets the last, the last of Us plus DayZ in a persistent online world. Sounds great and looks great, but the dev's history isn't amazing and it reeks of fake gameplay. Uh, he then goes on to explain what, what it means. So apparently they aban- the developers abandoned their first game and sold it off before finishing it. A couple of poorly received unfinished games after that and removing videos from their YouTube showing past work. And not listing all their projects on their website, so um, maybe you just got to. Uh, and and a lot of these gameplay videos do look heavily, heavily scripted. I mean, yeah, I get it. Like I, I, I get that it's the developer putting their, you know, their best foot forward kind of thing. So then, you know, they're not going to show off a stinky part of the game, but maybe it's a little, little bit of buyer beware on that. But I'm, but I'm keen. Like, um, you know, I'm keen to see. Yeah, that's what I mean with the the combat. It looks like the yeah what's happening and the result of what's happening don't seem to mix. Um, so there's, yeah, there's a there is another video. There's a, a new YouTube and a new YouTube. There's a new gameplay video, and whoever's playing it is kind of terrible at, at the game. Um, and some of the comments are really funny because it, it talks about uh, this this person who's playing is just like fanging ammo into like you know they're missing targets they're shooting you know, half of they're unloading like full clips into like one zombie kind of thing and you know comments are like oh isn't it meant you know meant to be like an apocalypse you know the end of the world kind of thing but what's they like yeah, people are just fanging whole clips into one fucking zombie anyway just thought I'd add that part in for you uh no worries uh all right so i guess the maybe the biggest news of, of the week coming uh this podcast should be out i think before this drops so this is kind of a bit moot but we'll talk about it a little bit um reservoir village is getting a gameplay showcase which we talked about last week but there is some new news uh according to 
Dusk Golem, I think it is, who's a, a well-known uh, Resident Evil leaker. He has uh, basically said that uh, Resident Evil 7 and Village are part of a trilogy. Um, so there's a third game to come sort of after Village. Um, yeah, so I guess this is this uh, won't be like a this will be sort of connected to a story a bit like how this is Ethan's like second part to his tale, I guess. Um, which I guess is kind of cool and not cool at the same time. I don't I don't want to know that what I'm playing not doesn't have an ending, but sorry in 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 that game. I mean, I, I guess most games sort of do finish with like sequel bait and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird knowing that this game, this series is going to end a little bit, or this tale is going to end like next game. So it's kind of like, yeah, what's going to happen? I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a bit of an RE fan, but like RE Seven ended, like it obviously was a, a sequel bait ending, but it was it was decent enough to if you duck in, just play that game, and then you never play another Resident Evil game again. I think you'd be satisfied enough. Like it doesn't say you know find out what happens next time in resident mm. evil 8 so i mean as long as they don't give it the the second game in a trilogy very much like this is the second game in a trilogy and you won't be satisfied until the last game comes out and unless they really lean into that i don't see it being too much of a problem no i think it's more just um how do i explain it better like no there's not going to be sort of closure at the end of this game before i played this game yeah yeah it's, so yeah, it's kind of like that. you know like i think i would prefer to know that it's a trilogy or to have that sequel play at the, at the end of the game yeah you know because maybe the end is kind of cool and, and does leave and you know it's it still could be like you know this might won't ruin the game at all but it's just yeah i feel i feel like from a story point like i would have liked to have just experienced that information while playing the game as opposed yeah. to no that's fair enough. knowing knowing that there's going to be a, another game so clearly like in your head like you already know that the game yeah i don't know it's just like it's something minor but uh either way more re so i'm i'm keen i wish it would go back to third person now so whatever um but there's also other news uh i don't think we put it in the doco did we talk about this last week adam or did i make that up uh, you'll have to let me know what what you're talking about mate uh the showcase sorry no, I don't think we. I don't think we touched on showcase last week. No, we couldn't have because I only po- only published it four days ago. So that's I'm full of shit. There you go. Um, but yeah, so there's an RE showcase happening uh, Friday. So probably by the time you've heard this, it's already been and gone. Um, but uh, exciting uh, news from MP first. Uh, they've reported that a new demo has been uploaded to the to the PSN and it clocks in at about ten gigs. So. Uh, and the words gameplay are in the description. So Capcom did sort of promise another demo uh, whenever they uh, whenever they announced Maiden, I think it was. They said that, that they'll have a, a bigger demo sort of. Um, the implication is that there'll probably be combat in this demo, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So I assume this is going to be, I mean, we're, what, we're a month out from from uh, the release, I'd say this is going to be a, a fair taste of what's what's to come. Uh, I mean, and Capcom have always been pretty pretty good with those sorts of things. I, mean, they've, I think pretty much all, all games they've had like demo, like like big demos for as well. So uh, that'll probably drop 
I assume that it'll be one of those things that's like, hey, and the demo's out now kind of thing. Because uh, I wouldn't have think thought they'd be holding off to release it a bit, a bit later. Kieran, are you keen for uh, Village? Uh, yeah, quietly keen. I um, I quite liked Seven, but I'm not like the hugest RE fan, and I definitely like Seven a lot more when it wasn't doing the supernatural zombie creature shit, like when it was just the Baker family and their, their own fucked upness. Um, so I'm keen for that aspect of you know the whole European village setting. But like werewolves and vampires and stuff, I'm I'm not 100 percent sold yet. You tell but me, but I'm, I'm going to play it. Time with that tall glass of milk. oh no no okay, Lady Dimitrescu, tall glass of milk. <laughs> Jackie, she's going to have Fruit Loops in that in that big castle. Tall glass there? of tall glass of uh, mummy she's, milk. She's cold milk for sure. She ain't hot milk. Oh, be warm. She's a vampire, mate. She's definitely cold. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just a poll, just a well-played DLC listeners poll. Do vamp- oh, yes, do, is vampire breast milk fast. cold or hot? <laughs> Actually, maybe we should. Oak should bring our new flavor. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Mummy milk. <laughs> yeah. Lady Dimitrescu flavor. <laughs> uh, and you can get it like, no, let's, let's just get it. Um, see, the werewolf and the, the, and the vampire thing kind of gets me, gets me going, but I do love the werewolves and vampires. Um, it's, you yeah, would. it's it's weird that like not weird that Ari like the the original concept of of Ari like I just fell off big time, uh, and a lot of people don't love that sort of transition into the action. And I didn't love it much either when it went five to six, but four I kind of maybe it's because maybe it's because it's Leon Kennedy, but you know, four I fucking love number four, and it's such a huge like change from from the originals as well. So, but I think it's again it's all in the setting like like that foreign or that remote village where it's all like a big cult um it's really just yeah like really fucking cool so i'm hoping uh this one sort of plays and goes the same sort of way anyway um hopefully we're all playing it a bit later today if you're listening now uh let us know what you think uh of the show case uh has, has anyone seen Checked out any footage of Ariverse, I think it's called, Ariverse, which is no. the new... I downloaded the beta, comic. but I I didn't play it. I heard no, the they, beta was a bit of they, a shitstorm, yeah? They pulled it, yeah. Well, yeah, they turned off matchmaking. Yeah, I think they didn't they get rid of it completely. Have they? Oh. I, thought, I thought they got rid yeah, of it completely. Yeah, I, I think they may have binned it. There's Rough. A friend of mine was really keen for it, and they're like, hey, have you heard anything more about that? And yeah, I looked into it, it was a bit... Yeah, nasty. so this is four days ago from Game Trader. They have suspended the beta over matchmaking issues. It looks fucking shit. I don't know why uh, fucking who's it? Capcom keep trying to shoehorn fucking multiplayer bum-ass games into the Resident Evil. Because of the success of Operation Raccoon City, though. Yeah, that sucks. So, <laughs> and that other one, Umbrella Corpse, that fucking Stunk as well. Oh yeah. And um, what was one last year? Operation fucking Big Dog or something? Uh, um, Operation Big. You know what? I think it was that. I think it was Resident <laughs> Evil Operation Big Dog. 
Um, that one where you get a, you play the big fucking old mate. It's not on Google so, Lens. You know, so it's it's whatever the other game that I was that I downloaded. I loaded into the Resistance. menu. And I was like, now I play something else. Never actually played the chat. Um, they need to. Actually, no, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. that. This could be an article, so I might save that for an article. But I'll. Um, all right, let's move on from Ari. Let's go into the off topics. Uh, let me just check Twitter very quickly and go on to what we can talk about. Uh, I guess. Oh, okay, cool. That's kind of neat. Uh, there's so I, I did mention at the end of last week that I had an interview with Good Outlaws and Legends, uh, the game director Andrew Willems going up. Uh, or maybe I didn't mention those de- uh, deets, but um, yeah, that interview's up now on the website if, if you want to find out a bit bit more about the title. I'm definitely keen uh, to play this. This is definitely my kind of uh, multiplayer jam here, but they've actually just, it looks like they've just released a gameplay, like a proper gameplay video, so uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I can only see the sort of the... Let's do a live, game, do a live reaction video for us. All right, let's do a live reaction. I hate these videos. I'll, I'll skim. But you gotta like audibly, you gotta vocalize what you're seeing. Oh. <gasps> oh. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Finished. All right. Now let's watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to off topic. Uh, maybe we should do like. Can that be the intro? Juicy reaction videos from well played. And it's just vinegar stroke faces. Um, does anyone know what? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, any off topics that you got to share? No, nothing that anyone will care about. It, all of my off topics are wrestling related. Yeah, all of mine's are, all of mine's anime related. Wait, yeah. how, okay, no, 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 no. Let's uh, let's pull it back. Exactly. I want to talk about anime. Adam, you yes. received a copy of King Kingsless Kingless. Oh uh, yes, I did. Yes, and I have played it. Yeah, so let's uh, give that a little quick. Little give, it, uh, give it a tickle. So Kira oh, missed the, this last week because he wasn't here. But it's the it's the Tassie made card game. Yeah, 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 yeah. The card from, game from I don't remember the studio's name. Two two nineteen. Two nineteen. That's pretty cheap. Ah. Oh. Uh, uh, game's a good time. It's it's definitely. Um, it's an entree to get you in into the mood for your main course. So I definitely describe it as something that you play at the start like of my the pubes. night when you're planning on... Okay, Kieran, I see you. Uh, so I had a few friends over and we were keen to play some board games. Uh, we so you had, played home front? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I strapped them to the couch and said, you can't leave until you've gotten to the arcade cabinet. Uh, now we were going to play Betrayal on House on the Hill, which is a fantastic deduction board game. Um, but to, to get us in the mood, we whipped out Kingless. It only takes about, I want to say 15 to 20 minutes per, per round. And it's very, very simple. You just, it's first to have five either dwarf or item cards out in front of you. And then you total up the influence, which is a, a tracker on each card. Whoever has the most influence wins. Uh, so it's nice and simple, but there are cards that can you can steal from other players. You can force them to discard things. You can steal cards from their hand. So there are a whole bunch of little things that you can kind of screw over your mates and put yourself in a in a better position to win. Um, 
And then at the end of the game, the person who wins that round is the king. The person who came last is the fool. And you have to swap cards. So the fool has to give the king their best card. The king gives the fool their worst card, which I was kind of worried it was going to be unbalanced and awful. But it turns out the the first few turns of your of your of the game doesn't matter too much because there's a lot of turnaround uh, for your hand and for your cards in play. So it's yeah, it's a good bit of fun. Um, it's definitely not something that I can see myself and my friends sitting down and playing hours of, but I don't think that's really the point. It's kind of something light and easy that you can jump into, play a couple of rounds, then move on to something else. So it definitely it definitely ticks that box. Nice. Well shout outs to the uh to the dev team for that. Um Did you say you wanted to have a chat about anime, Kieran? Or were you just <laughs> Just in general. Just in nah. general how's how do you like anime, Kieran? That's pretty good. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really. <laughs> normally, normally Jordan would be here for me to bounce off about anime, but he's not. So that's all I have to say about that. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Jordan's back next week because uh, spoiler alert: next week is Pledge Week. It was actually meant to be this week, but I fuck Pledge Week. Didn't realize until yesterday, and I was like, "That's probably a little bit uh, of a short turnaround." Plus, Jordan wasn't isn't here, so um, I better do the uh, names out of a hat and see who gets who. I've got my pledge hands ready, boys. The list is on my phone. I've got hours calculated. She's she's ready to go. I actually have uh, I actually have a fairly solid idea for what I want to do my pledges, but I haven't figured out the exact titles yet. Yeah, I've got a big list. I've got to trim down a bit. Jeez, you've got a short list. One game. That I would fucking finish. Maybe I should just set myself one game and be less embarrassed. Make, you got to have realistic goals, though, mate. I still would. Fin- I yeah. still would fail. Yeah, of course, you would. We've got no faith in you uh, whatsoever. I know it's bad. Uh, no, I've got nothing. I didn't watch anything. You should have watched awesome. WrestleMania, which was on this this last week. Nights no, one so, night two of WrestleMania. Thank you for joining on this week's episode of the Well Played Seth. How was WrestleMania? It was pretty mint. It was it was the first show that they had back in front of actual fans in over a year. Um, so it was actually, and you can feel free to make fun of me for it, but it actually felt like a pretty big emotional thing, um, especially for the wrestlers. Like you could see them as they're making their entrance. You know, if they're meant to be a heel face, good guy, bad guy, it doesn't really matter. You could tell how excited they were to just be back playing their craft in front of actual fans um so it made it it made it feel like an even bigger event than it usually is every other year uh so it was really you take your shirt off i didn't i didn't have a shirt on to begin with mate good answer that's cute though i like that no it was yeah it was genuinely there was the the main event of because they split it between two nights uh the main event of night one was uh two women fighting for one of the championships and it was the first time that um two black women have made evented wrestlemania which is a huge thing and it's that's awesome. awesome um and the emotions were so high that the the chick that was challenging uh couldn't hold herself together and started crying in the ring before the match uh, but then the the bell rang and they're both professionals and all of that went away and they put on an excellent match and it was great so yeah, it was one of those really cool moments that only God damn it. provide. 
think. That's really wholesome. Al Snow there? Al Snow. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen Al Snow and his dumb shit head, severed head, in a really long time. Uh, so no, Al Snow was not in attendance, I don't believe. I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke about the crowds at the wrestling, but then you said all that. It actually sounds really nice. So yeah, it was, it was a really well wholesome, done. wholesome event, which. Wholesome and wrestling don't usually go together, so it was, yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice. Who's your, all right? Before we go, who's your favorite wrestler? The giant Scotsman Drew McIntyre. He's an absolute I've never heard of a man. He's he's fantastic. I'm talking. I'm talking like all time. Like or current? like old school wrestler. Probably Shawn Michaels. That's why mm-hmm. uh, I've got my my Admiral Akbar figure doing the the Shawn Michaels pose. Yeah. Sitting on my desk so I can look over and admire him. Right, you can't beat uh Y2J. Yeah, I, mean, I I heard that you're a I heard that you're a Jericho fan. And he's good. He's a he's a good wrestler. He's a good man. Still going like, too, in his fifties, like, still kicking. I like Stretch Armstrong. Matches. Is that a wrestler? He's a fucking Trump fan, I think, so. Yeah, That's he's... what I was gonna say about wrestling crowds. I was gonna say now that Trump's not doing presidential rallies anymore. It's good that those people oh. have somewhere to go. Good. Do you oh, feel I... better that you were able to sneak that in here? Yeah. Well, you brought it up. <laughs> All right. Let's, um, let's end on that. All right. Thank you for checking out this week's episode of the World Play DLC. If you want to go read all the content, hopefully there's a bit there. Adam's Outriders review should be there. You can check out Adam uh, Az's Oddworld review. Uh, gave an eight. Uh, saved you a click. Uh, you can go to www. Saved you a click from our own website. <laughs> um, read it all. Check it out. We should do an article every week see... that's just called "Saved You a Click," and it just rounds up all our other articles. <laughs> so uh, have a good weekend. I think that's where I was at. Uh, enjoy big hot milk Dimitrescu on Friday, and uh, see you next week. Bye. See ya.